What's up? I'm Amanda Costco, and you're listening to the Electric Runway Podcast, a podcast exploring the intersection of fashion and technology. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so excited to get this episode going for you because today's episode is all about sustainability and textile innovation. So specifically how different entrepreneurs and startups are leveraging technology to make the fashion industry a more sustainable and greener space. And this episode actually centers around a pitch competition that was held at the Mars Discovery District here in Toronto, and it was specifically uh, for Canadian innovation in sustainable textile and apparel. It was put on by SWS Ventures in collaboration with the Mars Catalyst Fund and the George Brown Fashion Exchange. So what it was, it was a pitch competition. Um, All of the applicants were invited to apply online, and it was narrowed down to just a handful of applicants that pitched in real time earlier in October. And the event actually kicked off with a panel on textile innovation that was moderated by yours truly. And so we had the chance to speak with leading industry experts in this space that have businesses that are, um, you know, innovating textile technology, the use of water, advanced manufacturing, or they're participating in the circular economy. So it was a great panel. And then it was followed by these awesome pitches from these entrepreneurs who have really great innovative ideas in this space. So without further ado, I'm going to get you right into the episode. You're going to hear from lots of different characters, and we do apologize in advance for the background noise. Uh, These recordings were taken on the scene at the pitch competition. It was crowded and noisy. There was lots of buzz and excitement. Uh, So you will hear some background noise, but I assure you, you'll be able to hear the entrepreneur's Uh, clearly. So I do hope you enjoy this episode. And I also wanted to let you know about a very cool feature that we um, are adding to the podcast as of this episode. And that is a messaging feature. So I want to hear from you. This has been a one-way conversation for too long. I want to hear from you, my audience. And if you have a message for me or a question or a suggestion for a future episode, I want to hear from you and you can ask me those questions or send me those messages on Anchor. This is an app for podcasting and it's really easy to download the app and send us a message. All you have to do is search for the Electric Runway podcast after you download the Anchor app and you can leave us a little voicemail and we'll be able to incorporate that into our next episode or future episodes. So I'm really excited to hear from you. Once again, the app is called Anchor and you just have to search for the Electric Runway podcast. So without further ado, let's get into the pitch competition and hear what the startup world in Canada, specifically in Toronto, is working on when it comes to textile innovation. (music) 
So first up today, we're going to hear from Jeff Keim. And I had the opportunity to speak on a panel, or rather to moderate a panel that Jeff was on. And Jeff's from a company called Circular Systems. And if you're interested in redefining the future of materials and the circular economy, I definitely um, suggest that you check out circularsystems.com. They are the winners of the Global Change Award 2018. And what they do is they're working on transforming food crop waste into high valuable biofiber. So your next pair of jeans or knitwear could actually be made from the what would be food waste of tropical materials. So I'm going to let you hear more. Once again, this is Jeff Keim from Circular Systems. So Jeff, we were on a panel earlier today. You're from Circular Systems. You spent a lot of time looking at manufacturing processes both here and overseas. Um, I'm going to ask you a question again here on the podcast that I asked on the panel. What type of innovation are you seeing in terms of textiles overseas and close close to home? Hmm. Um, well, a lot of a lot of apparel is manufactured in Asia just because of the cost of labor. So uh, that's where the majority of the reason resources are utilized. Our, our business is really looking at alternatives to existing materials. We're trying to find different ways of um, uh, both recycling uh, materials that get, get made within the value chain, so uh, uh, recycling, textile cutting waste, and turning that back into yarn and apparel. Um, we're also trying to find or, or develop alternatives to our agri-loop technology to, to replace cotton or, or blend with, with cotton. So. Uh, lots of opportunities there. In terms of bringing bring opportunities back to North America, um, reshoring jobs, so to speak, I, I see there's going to be huge opportunities related to recycling. All right, a lot of, uh, especially on the post post consumer side, there's challenges there, uh, but there's huge opportunities. So that's something that we're also interested in in pursuing. And so, can you tell me about some of the fibers that you're looking at and working with that we don't typically think of as fashion materials? Yeah, sure. Uh, so AgriLoop, uh, the technology is based around taking food crop waste and transforming that into uh, apparel-grade fibers. So what we basically do when you grow, when you produce food, uh, you would take the fruit or the grain, whatever it might be, and you've got the leftover uh, remaining plant material. So that might be the stems, the stalks, the leaves, other types of fibers. So uh, we work traditionally with, uh, with hemp flax. Those are well-established uh, fibers, but there's some other tropical materials, things like uh, a banana fiber, pineapple fiber. Uh, you can look at agave fiber. So a lot of uh, a lot of tropical materials that that um, show great interest. Those can go into heavier wear knits, uh, things like denim. Uh, so we're we're actively working on trying to get uh, prototype materials into the marketplace. Great. And how can people follow you and stay in touch? Uh, well, you can obviously go to our website at circular-systems.com, and we, we try to keep that regularly updated. Uh, we've also got a LinkedIn profile, Facebook page, Instagram, so all the so general social, social media uh, points of contact. Uh, keep, keep in touch and, and watch our, our progress in the future. Thank you so much. Thank you. So next up, we're going to hear from David McCann, the VP of Strategy and Operations at Color Zen. 
David was a panelist on the uh, expert panel that I moderated at this event. He's also an expert on environmental protection, clean energy, and climate change. And as he'll tell you, Color Zen is all about revolutionizing the way we dye and treat our fabrics because that is a huge problem when it comes to water waste, when it comes to the actual dyes that are entering uh, the water systems. So here to tell you more about what he's doing about it is David McCann of Color Zen. So I'm here with David from Color Zen. We were on a panel earlier today. And for those who don't know, what is Color Zen? We're a, a treater of cotton fiber to make cotton easier and less polluting, more water efficient and uh, energy efficient to dye. So dyeing is one of the biggest problems with um, textile innovation and we need to clean it up. Okay, and so how do you do that actually? Because it's such a big industry and it's really stuck in ancient ways of doing things. So how do you actually work with manufacturers to make this happen? Right, well, we treat fiber. So we have a chemical process. We apply a, um, a little chemical fish hook to the surface of the cotton, which gets the dye stuff much more quickly and easily out of the dye bath. But then we've got a technical team that we work with, uh, dye houses, brands, and spinners to try and make sure that we get you know, the technology implemented through those supply chains in a, in a high quality way. It's really important for uh, brands especially to have repeatable, steady production, and that's what we deliver through our, our technical team. And where are you based? I'm uh, based in New York City. We have a manufacturing facility in North Carolina, though, in the middle of the cotton belt. Fantastic. And how can people follow you and stay in touch with what you're doing? So we have a big social media presence, but also our website at colorzen.com has a cute little video and a whole bunch of information about a technology. We'd love to have you there. And that's color spelt without a U, the traditional American way, right? Right, exactly, the American way. Despite being Australian, we still call it, I still call it C-O-L-O-R-Z-E. I was, I was going to say, because you are Australian, you use the other English spelling. So that's good to know. We'll put the link up on Electric Runway so people can take a look. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. Thank you. So all of the other guests you're going to hear on today's episode were competitors in this pitch competition vying for the prize of $10,000. And I wanted to share this episode because I want to share with you, my audience and the world, the type of innovation that is going on in Canada. And I really especially liked this next company called Polygon Technologies and their tagline was stop eating your dirty laundry. They are addressing the problem of microplastics getting into our water systems via our laundry. And I'll let Lauren, the founder and CEO, explain it a little bit better than I can. This is Lauren Smith from Polygon Technologies. So Lauren, you pitched Polygon. Is, it, is that the full name? Polygon Technologies. Okay. Lauren, you pitched Polygon Technologies this morning. For those who don't understand what that means, can you explain it for us? Yeah, sure. So if you're familiar with the microplastic problem, or maybe you're not, uh, microfibers are the large proportion of this problem. So they're the tiny plastic threads that are released when you wash synthetic textiles. 
and they end up in our waterways, they collect lots of harmful toxins, and they're turning up not only in the fish that we eat, but also in our food and beverage. So we're creating a special filter material that captures them both before they enter our waters and before they enter our food and beverage. And the filtration system, the best way to capture is actually in the washing machine, which is where you're starting. And so your plan is to actually go directly to washing machine manufacturers. Can you talk about that business model a little bit? Sure. So obviously to get this solution to work, we need a lot of uptake. And ways to get it to use most effectively is in the washing machine. So we're working directly with, or hoping to work directly with manufacturers to get it installed right, right there. So it's in a location that's easy to access, easy to clean, and then easy to distribute with their existing markets as well. And you had a stat up on your presentation that said you work almost more than 500% better than other solutions that are on the market. Why is this such a overlooked problem? Is it because we don't see it? I think that's a large part of it. It's also very new, so people didn't even realize it was a problem until maybe five or so years ago. It first started showing up in some research papers. Uh, so it's a new problem. They're very small. It's really hard to get that uh, high capture rate and maintain a high flow rate as well. So that's kind of been the crux of the problem, and we've been found a material that works really well, so we're picking the best parts to maintain flow rate and keep the high capture. And so you're mentioning that you've already raised uh, $90,000 in investment. Congratulations. If you get this $10,000, what do you plan on using it towards? Yeah, so we've been uh, working on our provisional patent so far, and then we need full patent coverage as well for uh, to be able to confidently enter these markets and protect our IP. So that would really help cover those costs because that is a, a higher price tag on those full patent costs. A bit more work goes in, they're a bit more specific. So that would really help clean that up for us. Great, and how can people follow you and stay in touch? Sure, so we're on Twitter and Instagram at Polygon Tech. So that's Polygon, P-O-L-Y-G-O-N-E Tech. And then on Facebook, it's Polygon Technologies. Great, thanks so much and good luck today. Thanks so much. That was my conversation with Lauren Smith from Polygon Technologies. So next up, we're going to hear from Tyler Scon. I'm sorry, Tyler, if I'm butchering your last name. Um, but Tyler is from a company called Pliant, and they basically want to make wearable technology more functional by finding a way to embed batteries more seamlessly into clothing. So here to tell us more, we have Tyler from Pliant. So I'm here with Tyler from Pliant, and today you pitched a really great idea about changing the way we use batteries in clothing, looking towards the future of wearable technology. Can you talk about it a little bit? Yeah, so uh, we are making flexible batteries uh, that we can print using our battery ink technology. And really what we are looking to do is actually integrate that into textiles themselves. Print them onto textiles so you can have a smart textile product that conforms to your body and not having these bulky bricks of batteries that are hanging off of you. Yeah, as someone who's tried so many different wearables, the big kind of barrier is that battery that you have to either carry around with you or remember to charge. It's not something we're used to when we're thinking about our clothing. So where do you see the big applications for the technology that you're developing? Yeah, so really we're focused on uh, consumer-facing healthcare products at the moment, looking to expand into medical devices once we tackle that uh, first market. Uh, really in things like uh, smart textiles, there's a really big opportunity there uh, using our batteries as wristbands for smart watches as well as you know, other applications that are numerous. I mean, we're, we see ourselves as enabling people that are much more creative than ourselves to develop products that can actually help people. And where are you based? 
Uh, we're based in Toronto. Uh, we spun out of the University of Toronto and part of some of the incubators in there, including the Hatchery and, uh, and the U-Test Incubator. Great. How can people follow you and stay in touch? Uh, we have a Twitter page, at uh, PlantPower. Uh, that's probably the best uh, way to reach out to us. Uh, we're constantly monitoring that. So, And also our website, uh, PlantPowerDevices.com. Great. We'll put the links up on Electric Runway. Thank you so much for your time and good luck today. Thank you. So next up, we're going to hear from Dale Floor. Dale is a entrepreneur and co-founder of Scalable Garment Technologies. And what that is, it's a company that is tapping into this idea of mass customization, which we've definitely talked about on the program before. Scalable Garment Technologies wants to make hardware, machinery, but also software for bespoke knitwear, but they want to be able to deliver this at off-the-rack prices. Here to tell us more is Dale from Scalable Garment Technologies. So I'm here with Dale. He was the last of four to uh, pitch his company today for the prize of $10,000. Um, at SWS's venture, uh, SWS Ventures Pitch Competition. And so you are with Scalable Garment Technologies. And what exactly is that for those who don't know? So we are a custom knitwear startup. Our goal is to be able to make perfectly fit knitwear for everybody. Okay, and how? So our plan is to partner with brands or retailers. They design the piece of clothing. Uh, we're working on design and simulation software as well as a new type of knitting machine to actually produce that piece of clothing for those end customers. So of course there's other uh, companies, much larger companies that are involved in creating manufacturing hardware, Gerber technology comes to mind. What do you have or what are you offering? What are you offering that they don't have? So on the software side, we're trying to be 3D first or 3D only because a lot of this stuff is based on existing cut and sew you make a panel, you sew it together, and we just don't see that working for custom knitwear because it needs to be produced in one go to be economic, in one piece. And so it's going to be custom, made to order on demand, and it's going to be made to fit your body. So you're getting rid of the excess inventory, as you mentioned in your presentation, but also it's going to fit me just how I want it. Yeah, I mean, one of the things we realized was that there's a difference between your measurements and your fit preferences. Absolutely. Talk more about that. So I could get a perfectly measured piece of clothing for me and, well, I don't necessarily want to be wearing a wetsuit everywhere. I might, you know, want it to be a little baggier in the shoulders or be able to raise my hands above my head. Um, We're not directly focusing on that part of the problem. Companies like Passen, which is here, are, are working on that. We would take the measurements from them that piece of clothing that the customer had picked out, synthesize it together to make to something our machine can make, and then the machine would go and make it. Very good. Well, best of luck in the competition today and beyond. How can people follow you and stay in touch? Um, we don't really have a social media presence at this point, but we do have a website. It's scalablegarments.com, um, or look us up on Google because sometimes people don't spell scalable properly. <laughs> Okay, we'll put the link up on Electric Runway so that people can definitely find the right person and the right company. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you.
So last but not least, today you're going to hear from Catherine Homoth, who's the founder and CEO of Sheertex and who is actually the winner of the pitch competition. So Sheertex is a vertically integrated textile technology company behind the world's strongest sheer knit. Now that may be a mouthful, but to put it simply, two words, indestructible pantyhose. For any woman who's ever worn a pair of pantyhose, you know that you basically look at them and they rip. You pay $10 or $20 a pair and they don't last long at all. So it's no surprise that Catherine has raised over $5 million in equity funding for her genius ideas, um, surely genius being one of them. So I'm going to let Catherine tell you more. So once again, this is Catherine Homa from Sheertex, the winner of the Style with Substance Pitch Competition. So I'm here with Catherine Hometh, and she is the founder of Shirley Genius, but you're here today pitching your material. Can you tell us more about it? Yeah, our knit is called Sheertex, and not only can it create the world's first pair of unbreakable pantyhose, but it can be used in lots of other different garments um, to create things that are stronger, but also antimicrobial, cool to the touch, and that's really due to both the power of the knit and the base high performance fiber. And so I saw a demonstration that you did here today where you cut a traditional pair of pantyhose with a pair of scissors. Of course, they snapped right in half. But then you cut a pair of your pantyhose and they didn't snap in half. I think I also saw a video on YouTube where you hung from the top of a building (laughs) in your pantyhose. So that's just like, what, what is this fiber that makes it so strong? Yeah, we use ballistic grade fibers, so fibers that are traditionally used in bulletproof vests, climbing equipment, even fishing line, um, and actually change those base fibers to make them even finer, to make them colored, and then combine in our knit to actually get stretch. So we're the first people to actually take this category of ballistic grade fibers and produce product for fashion. And as I understand it, you did a Kickstarter earlier in the year and you actually took a lot of pre-orders. There was a lot of interest in that product and you also have investment. So can you talk about those two kind of income sources for the brand? Yeah, so we raised an angel round last summer. That was enough to kind of get our prototypes together to actually be able to go do our crowdfunding in February. We raised just over a quarter million dollars in our crowdfunding campaign. Uh, And then from there, we were able to leverage that to raise more venture capital from investors like Founders Fund. Um, We were going through Y Combinator, also other angel investors, to actually set up our own knitting lab where we're producing all of our product right now to ship in November. And if you're $10,000 richer after today, what are you going to do with that money? Uh, that's a that's a great question, but I'm actually headed to Italy next week for a two-week course in knitting, so it'll go towards two weeks of really learning more about our, our knit technology so we can produce more products down the line. Absolutely. It's about time somebody made a pair of indestructible pantyhose, so thank you for that and good luck today. Awesome. Thank you so much, Amanda. So that's it for our wrap up of the pitch competition um, that took place at Mars for textile innovation. Once again, that was put on by Style with Substance Ventures in collaboration with the Mars Catalyst Fund and the George Brown Fashion Exchange. So I hope that you learned a lot about Canadian innovation when it comes to textiles. I hope this conversation is interesting and relevant for you. I know that the whole fashion industry is talking about sustainability and the circular economy right now. So definitely timely topics. 
Uh, Before I end this episode, I just wanted to remind everybody of the message feature that we're now opening up. We want to hear from you. Ask us a question. Send us your comments. You can do that using the Anchor mobile app. Simply go to the App Store, download Anchor, find the Electric Runway podcast, and leave us a message. It's as easy as that, and you might be able to hear your message on the next episode. We'd love to to invite you to be a part of the next conversation. So thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, here's looking towards the future.